Hi, this is Ken Fagels. I played Ken Cade in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and 4 on the Great Horror Squad podcast. Welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast. This is episode number 237. Tonight, we're talking about Stranger Things Season 4, currently streaming on Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Todd. We have Joe, and last but not least, the man himself, back from the brink of destruction, Steve. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening last week um, with my solo episode. Uh, I, I need to fun. listen to it, too, I, but I, I still need to listen, but I imagine you just, like, contemplating life sitting in the bath (laughs) (laughs) um i mean it was different than any other episode we've ever had um that's for sure i basically just talked news for essentially the whole segment um i went almost an hour which was surprising it wasn't expecting to go that long but yeah i just talked the monsters trailer uh halloween ends trailer the new jeepers creepers trailer which i do before we get into stranger things i do want to hear your quick thoughts on all three of those or whichever ones you've watched so far and then I did a like couple mini reviews on Incantation and Watcher, which I'm sure Steve will talk about next week because we're not doing what watch. But uh, yeah, if you want to hear my thoughts on all that, give it a listen. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to talk about it because uh, since I had COVID, which is the reason I couldn't be there last week, I still have COVID, unfortunately, but it's going away. I watched four movies every single day because I had nothing else to do. I was too weak to play video games. I couldn't really walk around. Uh, so it was sleeping and watching movies. So I have a what watch list of like, you know, 30 movies. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'll talk about Incantation, but quickly, uh, it's a good movie, but I thought it could have been better. But basically what Joe said, I, I listened to the episode, so which uh, good job, Joe. I actually really enjoyed the episode. It was it was a fun listen. I definitely enjoyed, especially you shitting on the, mon- the monsters uh, trailer because whew, it, it it doesn't look good at all. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to be back and finally doing Stranger Things Season 4. Been looking forward to this episode for a long time. Um, Stranger Things Season 3, which we did like two years ago or three years ago, is one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It was just a really fun uh, discussion. It's just a series that kind of pushes fun discussion. So super looking forward to it. Uh, I do have two little uh, announcements slash kind of things to talk about here at the top of the show. Uh, the first thing is we're doing our movie club on the day that this episode releases. Uh, it's something we do every single month on our Discord. And this month we're reviewing um, Vampires versus the Bronx, which is a Netflix exclusive film. And we're doing that at 9 p.m. Eastern. All you need to do is be part of our Discord and you'll get the link on Friday. We always have a ton of fun discussions about the movie we're reviewing. And then we kind of just hang out and chat horror and other stuff and stuff like that. So if you'd like to be part of that, just uh, send us a message and we'll give you the Discord link. And the other thing I want to talk about is we are very quickly approaching our annual Top of the Decade episode, which this year is the very highly anticipated 1980s episode. Very difficult list to make, but uh, we want to do an ultimate list as we do every year, and we cannot do that without you. So please send us your Top 10 of the 1980s list uh, within the next two weeks. And uh, we'll put them into the ultimate list. And I really, really, really looking forward to seeing what people put on there because the 80s, as you all know, absolutely stacked full of movies. 
And I, I think it go in a lot of ways. I think there's three or four movies that are be on a lot of lists, but those other six could be really from anywhere. So super looking forward to it. So please send us in those lists uh, to any of us, preferably Joe. He's the one who compiles them, but uh, we'd love to see him. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited for that 80s list. I'm not, I really haven't done much prep work for it. I know Steve's gone like crazy with the prep work. Uh, yeah, I think me and Todd are the same. I think we're just kind of winging, winging it. We're just, yeah, well, I'm not going to rewatch anything. Yep. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think that ultimate list says could be all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what number one is going to be like for the ultimate list. You know, I think I know what both of your number ones is going to be. But uh, as far as ultimate, no clue. What do you think mine's going to be? I won't tell you if it's right or wrong. The Evil Dead. Evil Dead. And mine? Actually, Steve's. Mm. There's doubt. <laughs> there, uh, I do have some doubt. I, I will say this, though. I, so... I, think Steve, I, think, I think both of yours could be The Evil Dead, honestly. I think yeah, it could be both. It's not. I think Steve's uh, okay. is I think Steve's is Return of the Living Dead or Day of the oh. Dead. We shall see. But I will say this. Uh, you're talking about being prepared. Yes, I've rewatched a lot of the eighties movies. You rewatched all of them. Uh, all, well, all three thousand eighties movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I took down notes of when I watched In Search of Darkness, like volume one and two, and I just wrote down every movie and watched them. Um it did change my list considerably. Uh some things I didn't consider I didn't think would go on there are gonna be on there. And some things I thought were lock-ins that I actually pushed out. So, um, yeah, it's, I guess it'll, it'll be different than what I thought it would be originally. So it'll be fun. Very fun discussion. That we're, I think we're doing that in like two weeks. We're doing Nope next week and then the 80s list the week after unless something changes. But that's the current plan. Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen Nope yet, um, I saw it recently. I just, all I'll say is before our review if just see it on the biggest possible screen you can like see it in i if you can see it in imax do it because they were fil- it was filmed with imax cameras for a lot of it and i would say about almost like 40 to 45 minutes of the movie is in like full imax screen and it's pretty fucking awesome like if you've seen the if you ever saw that if you saw like the dark knight in imax there were a couple of scenes there's like multiple scenes in this one so definitely if you can check it on the biggest screen do it I'm going to see it Saturday morning. Nice. Uh, Monsters. That trailer looks god-awful. That movie looks stupid. It's not even, like, the performances. It just looks really cheap, and the sound was, like, really, like, bad. Yep. Like, super bad. I don't even know. I don't even know how they can... A big studio company could get the sound that terrible. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I saw something on Reddit that I shared with you guys that really made me laugh. Someone just put the Brazzers like thing on the bottom left, and fuck that—that that is totally true. It looks like a porno parody of the monsters. Like that's how—that's the kind of quality it looks like. Or, you know, dare I say something that Full Moon's put out in the last five years? It's got that same aesthetic, and I don't know what it is, but uh, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, it's on Netflix, so. You know, it won't cost me anything to watch it. And I'm very curious, but... When's that I, come out? This October? September, I think, right? September. Yeah, September, yeah. We'll have to cover it. Yeah, I think oh, so. Definitely. We talked about it so much over the last yeah. year that we, like, almost have to, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. What'd you guys think of the Halloween Ends trailer, quickly? I didn't watch it. I'm going to go in blind. Didn't watch it yet? Yeah. All right. Um, Honestly, I, I will say, Todd, this, this one doesn't give anything away, so you probably could watch it, and it wouldn't really affect you. Honestly, if you had told me that was the Halloween Kills trailer, I would have believed it too, because you don't see much. You really don't see a lot. Um, so 
yeah, it's it's tough to say at this point. It's only uh, like a minute long, and it's quick shots for the most part. There's no real story being explained. Um, I'm curious to see where they go with it. You know, um, I mean, they show that Lori and um, Michael fight, but everyone knows, like they had to do that, so that's not a surprise at all. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, before one one more thing before we get into Jeepers Creepers things. Sure, you want to talk about that? It looks yeah, good. Yeah, I, I just watched I it when you guys were talking. Yeah. It, lo- it looks actually surprisingly pretty good. It does. I, yeah. I like the whole uh, carnival thingy they got going on. That looks pretty dope. And it looks like the costumes and everything are way better than the last turd that came out with the great value mm-hmm. weapons and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It looks it looks actually pretty cool, you know, especially after the... I, well, I never watched Jeepers Creepers 3. just had a principle, but... Uh, Maybe I'll watch this one. You know, I know that uh, Sal is not involved in any way, apparently. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, will you go see it? Are you guys gonna go see it? The Fathom events for it? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't want to see it that bad. I'll wait Same. till uh, <laughs> streaming. <laughs> yeah. Same. Uh, and one last thing, um, we are we do have an interview next week. So if you want to prep for that interview, the movie is called Slapface. Uh, I interviewed the director and the two lead actors. For the movie today uh it is available over on shutter so if you're a subscriber to shutter you can uh check it out for free over there or it released um i think yesterday or today on vod uh so you can check it out either way steve and i both watched it we're going to talk about it next week but spoilers we both enjoyed it so uh yeah go and check it out and be prepped for the interview for next week everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, we're going to do uh, Only Stranger Things tonight, since that's obviously going to be a long episode. There's, what, nine episodes to cover? Um, so a quick synopsis of the season, um, you know, where season three left off, it was, um, the buyer's family moving, getting out of their, their little town. Cause it's fucking crazy town. Everything goes wrong there. Right. So they moved to California. 11 goes with them. Cause Hopper is missing in action. Um, and then we pick up right where basically left off. Uh, the buyers are in California, uh, trying to live their life. 11 still doesn't have her power. She's struggling with adapting to life. Mike and crew are back in, um, What's the name of the freaking town? Hawkins. And they're kind of drifting apart too. Uh, so we go to episode one. Uh, we have a flashback of the facility and we have a little baby 11 where we're kind of led to believe that she snapped back in the past and murdered every single person in that facility. Uh, we get with the California crew, like I said, and we have uh, 11. She's struggling, uh, but she's lying too. She's writing letters to Mike and now she's worried that he doesn't love her and blah, blah, blah. So we have to deal with that. Lucas, meanwhile, is not really embracing the nerdum anymore he's not in the D. he's actually hanging out with the cool kids he's playing basketball he's right on the bench but um gets to the point where he makes the winning shot in the tournament but that was also a wedge in the relationship with the crew too because they're like hey you need to come play D with us but luke is like no i want to play basketball you know this is my new life guys whatever which leads us to be introduced to hellfire club led by senior kind of loser eddie eddie munson um, who takes all the nerds under his wing, Mike included, Dustin, all of them, and plays D&D. 
Um, so it happens to be on the basketball game night. So Mike and his friends miss Lucas's big night. So that kind of pissed everybody off as well. Uh, we get catch up with Robin, who's in love with her, a fellow band member who I thought Robin was like out of high school. So like, I was like, okay, because didn't they graduate in season three, Steve and Robin? I thought that's what they insinuated when they were working together, right? Was that they were both graduated, but right, I, guess, right. I guess not. <laughs> she's back in high school crushing <laughs> on girls. Um, and she's kind of like, you know, dealing with her sexuality and not knowing she should ask her out, things like that. Uh, we're introduced to the new D&D character, the, the evil bad guy named Vecna. Uh, so, of course, the kids are going to play D&D like that. And if you watch all the other seasons, the D&D monster always leads to the their, their name of the real monster in the story. Um, meanwhile, Joyce in California, she gets a mysterious Russian doll sent to her. And she calls our boy, uh, what's his name? Murray. Murray. Telling them like, hey, we got a freaking creepy Russian doll. Could it be Hop? I don't know if it's Hopper or not. But of course, if you guys watched the end of season three, we, it was already spoiled. And then you saw the trailer for it that was released like two years ago. You know, Hopper was live already. Lo and behold, though, the cheerleader is like, she's the main girl in school. Oh, I got to mention too, the main jock in this in this uh, show, this guy loves to hear himself speak. I forget what his name was, but like he makes this fucking uh, speech at the, at the beginning. He's like, we're going to win the game for everyone that died. And they're like, hey, shut up. Who's believing your bullshit? But he's got this girlfriend that's like, something's wrong with her. I thought she was pregnant and she was trying to hide it. I guess I looked online and she's bulimic or had something like that where she throw up and stuff after eating. But anyway, she meets with Eddie, who's like the, the pride of the school, um, to buy drugs from him. So they go back to Eddie's trailer, right? At late at night, where she's brutally murdered in front of him like talking like having her arms uh, bent backwards, knees bent backwards, or her eyes sucked into her face and super brutal. And of course, that leads us uh, to the end of the episode. So what do you guys think about this one? I thought it was great. I thought it was a great uh, start to the season. Um, that opening uh, intro scene at the uh, facility, oof, that was, that sh- I, I would not think Stranger Things would go there, right? Like, and they even put a warning um at the beginning of the episode obviously um because like it came out like after um one of the mass shootings i've lost track of all unfortunately of all the mass shootings that have happened recently but um yeah i mean they even give a warning but it was still like pretty shocking to see all of the the dead kids in the facility and stuff like that so that i thought like was a really good like disturbing but really good way to start the season really interesting um you know all the kids and stuff i mean you know great you know good you know lead uh you know intro to everyone back and whatnot and um that you know eddie at first i i thought he was gonna be like a a dickhead like i thought he was gonna be like a bad character um but then like you know he starts to um you realize oh he's actually gonna be like one of the friends or something like that so that was cool um and then the ending like that (laughs) That ending scene was awesome. Like, holy shit. Like, it definitely gave me Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, obviously, because it's a, you know, you don't see the killer or what is going on, but you see her body just contorting in different ways. Definitely gave me Freddy Krueger vibes there. Um, and I thought it was fucking awesome. So, I mean, yeah, great, great first episode. Yeah, and I completely agree. Um, just before I start my quick review, uh, just a note. We will do questions at the end of the episode because they're like 95% Stranger Things related. So um, that's why the question period is after the review, not before like it usually is. 
Uh, I thought this was a great way to start the season. You know, we hadn't seen Stranger Things in like two years because of COVID and stuff. And um, they really started it with a bang. Like Joe said, that first scene was fucking brutal. And uh, it gave you kind of a taste of what they were going for this season. So that was really crazy. Um, the introduction of Eddie, I mean, right away, you can get to see how cool of a guy he is. Like, he's just really chill and stuff. But you're right. He's like, two three years older than everyone else which is a little odd um you know he's like saying that this is his year to graduate high school i don't know how many times he's tried to uh, or he at said what he's held back twice twice so again. that makes so him about 20 21 years old that must be the limit for uh <laughs> <laughs> before they kick you out of school you know but he, yeah he seems like a really cool guy and i like the whole idea of the hellfire club and everything uh they recruit erica for the hellfire club because um lucas isn't available because he's playing basketball so it was a nice way to integrate kind of Erica back into the story after being introduced in season three. And uh, yeah, uh, it was also cool to see Hellfire kind of defeat Vecna, right? Because you're they're kind of introducing Vecna, the entity, which is a D&D character, before we really get an introduction to Vecna, the character that we're going to come to know as the villain for the season. And that final kill, holy shit, that was a insane kill like, i couldn't believe that they went that far into gore and uh the way she contortion and the breaking of the arms and it was crazy like i couldn't believe it and it really made me excited to see the rest of the season and i was i for one i know a lot of people don't agree with me on this i was thrilled that i didn't have to wait a week to watch episode two uh, you know a lot of people like to do the week to week but personally i loved uh binging so I couldn't wait to do episode two after this. And I thought it was a great way to start the season. Yeah, I didn't like Eddie at first uh, in the high school scene. I didn't like him. I thought, I'm like, this guy is a loser. He's like, I, I finally sided with Ted. He, he's like, he called it like the burnout club or something like that. Mike's dad. Wait, is that Mike's dad? No, no, no. It's uh, someone's fucking dad. It, it is Mike's dad. Isn't it? Is it Mike's dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, right. I don't know his name, but sure. It's Ted that Billy <laughs> tried to bang his mom or almost bang his mom. Yeah. Uh, but no, then they got the D&D crew and I'm like, all right, I can see what this guy's about. He really does care for the kids that, you know, the nerdy type. Um, then at the uh, end when he's talking to Chris or towards the uh, drug deal part when they're in the, the woods talking to Chrissy, that was a really cool scene. I'm like, all right. And now I know who this guy is and he's, he's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And I agree with you guys. That last kill, that was like horror, like rated R horror movie kill right there. I was like, oh shit, they're going for it. Brings us to episode two, Vecna's Curse. Um, now we get to see where Hopper is. Turns out he is in a Russian jail doing hard time. He's lost, I don't know, probably 60 pounds and he's looking super thin and he's just fucking hating life. Um, the cops start investigating into the cheerleader's death, which obviously happened inside uh, Eddie's trailer. So he's on the run. And uh, what I like too about this is that um, I know during the time frame, like Stephen King was like demonic, you know, like people thought for Stephen King, you were, you were like worshiping the devil. So I liked how they kind of played off real life where like Eddie plays D&D and then that comes into play a little bit later too. Uh, Mike's going on vacation to California, meet with Eleven and his uh, his buddy, um, Will. Um, <laughs> Will, man, they need to get this kid a fucking different haircut. Like, stop doing him like that. He, he was in the, that Halloween movie with Adam Sandler with a normal haircut and his handsome kid. But this bowl cut's not working out. Like, please, for the love of God. Um, and it's clear that, you know, he's been struggling with his sexuality too since season three and it's still you know behind the scenes i guess with him so that's kind of a uh, brutal for his character uh steve and robin hanging out in the video store um uh, 
Steve's just like basically just a playboy. Uh, he knows who he loves, but he can't get there yet. Benny's Burger is some kind of like high school kid hangout where they drink beer and they have fucking Christmas lights strung up and all that shit. And then completely unrealistically, Joyce and Murray gather forces and head over to Russia to save Hop. Uh, I must have missed it. Where'd she come up with 40 grand? Did, like, just had it apparently just had it okay yeah sure yeah. she had a good savings account apparently so okay yeah, from, yeah we're gonna have will, will's piggy bank <laughs> <laughs> all right yes yeah, so yeah, they're gonna go save him because they uh did a bunch of experiments on the russian doll and it turns out there was like a hidden message that only joyce would understand from hop so they're going to russia um dude i had a problem with this uh i hate bullying first of all and then this episode in the skate rink was brutal man because 11 the whole time's hiding uh, lying from mike saying like she's got all these friends she's having a great time in california but lo and behold like no one likes her she's a pariah she doesn't really understand how to get along with people and then this stupid bitch does some like bullshit prank slash whatever you want to call it in the middle of the, the skating rink in front of everybody and it's just brutal. I hated that scene. And then fucking Eleven beats her over the head with a, uh, a roller skate, which is crazy. Max and uh, Dustin, they go recruit Steve and Robin, of course, to go help find Eddie, which kind of bugged me at the beginning, man. Like, I'm like, these kids are putting a lot of stock into Eddie not really being a murderer. Like, we as the audience know he didn't do it. But, like, these, like, kids are, like, trusting this guy. Nancy's, oh, Nancy is investigating. Okay, so there's some things with Jonathan and Nancy, right? Jonathan was supposed to go to college with Nancy. She's over in the college. Jonathan can't get in because he's, you know, not as bright as her or whatever it is. So they're kind of have a weird relationship where they're not talking to each other. Nancy's got this little sidekick character that I fucking hated. I don't know how you guys felt about him, but I could not stand him, little nerd. Um, Dustin and uh, the group finally catch up with Eddie. And then that leads to the final kill where Nancy goes to the uh, um, Eddie's little... Uh, trailer complex thing and the kid her partner starts getting like these weird kind of flashback things to a traumatic event in his life and then he just fucking randomly in the middle of the road gets uh arms broken legs broken face sucked in and now he's the new victim and uh that's the end of episode two what do you guys think uh, yeah, I, th- I liked, uh, th- you know, this episode wasn't bad. Um, you know, not nearly as good as, as the first one, but it was interested to see, you know, Eddie on, on the run in this one. And I think the most interesting part of this episode was definitely Eleven's, um, dealing with being bullied, obviously, because it's not something, um, that we had seen prior. So seeing her dealing with real life bullies and stuff, I thought was really good. And you really felt, um for her and then yeah i mean that that skate rink scene was was awesome uh in a lot of ways you know i mean hey kids violence doesn't solve anything but it was still cool to see um in, in the moment but yeah other than that, i mean you know i'll get into it obviously the later we get into the season but i definitely feel like the hopper joyce murray stuff was definitely the weakest part uh of this season um but uh, I mean, there was some good that came out of it. But you know, whenever that part came out, it was just kind of like, all right, can we get back to like the kids and, <laughs> and stuff like that? Because uh, I felt like both the all of those storylines were way more interesting. So yeah, I mean, overall, like a, a decent episode with another cool kill at the end. Yeah, I, I like this episode as well. I, I agree with uh, Joe. Anytime the um, the Russia storyline came into play. For most of it, I was kind of bored. It just 
wasn't interesting to me. Like it didn't really relate to anything that was going on. And I was more invested in what was happening with kind of Eddie's, uh, you know, murder situation that he has. And also kind of Elle's dealing with not having her powers, which uh, was an inch is an interesting like side story that they have going on for the majority of this season. Elle's never been really vulnerable throughout the series because she always had her powers to rely on and now she has no powers and it's like she has a hard time dealing with it a little bit of a homelander situation where suddenly it's not the most powerful person in the room so um it was an interesting to see and how to like use that by using the whole bullying angle and you know she just man slapped that uh, roller skate right in her face and like joe said i mean violence doesn't you know solve anything but it was really sweet to watch she you know, as a viewer, it was like, she fucking deserved that. Um, and the rest of the episode was good. It wasn't, like, great. I, I love watching Steve and Robin just work. Like, I could watch a whole series about them just working in different places. We talked about this, like, two weeks ago, where that's where a spinoff I would like to see is just them working in a different 80s-themed, like, uh, store that we don't have anymore, just messing around because they're so funny. And they, they work so well together. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And the rest of the episode is like passable. You get pretty much the same death. So I was kind of like at this point, okay, are we going to get this death just every week now? Is that going to be just who's going to die next at the hands of Vecna? So I thought that was, uh, you know, it was cool because it's a cool death, but I was hoping that after this, they do something different or I guess someone more important than these characters that they keep introducing basically just to get killed. Um, so yeah, it was a good episode. I'm not man out. I thought this one was boring. And but it did have one. I don't know if it was episode one or this episode, but uh, L tries to attack Angela with like a power, and it ended up being just a joke where she was like in the quad at school and it, hey, Angela, ah, nothing happens. Everyone yeah. just laughs at her. Um, we do that at like when my kids are throwing fits now. I'll, I'll do that shit to break the ice. <laughs> yeah, and I agree about the Russia stuff. Like I didn't like the storyline with Russia at all, and I, I have a big issue with it. I love I Hopper is cool. He's like my favorite character besides Steve. Um, but him surviving and the way that they showed him surviving didn't make any sense. Like um, that was probably a different episode coming up, but talk about now. He falls and then doesn't get vaporized, even though everyone else did at the end of season three. And then the Russians come kidnap him while the US military is like raiding the facility. It didn't make any sense. It was like way too convenient. I would have liked Hopper to jump into the portal like we all thought he did um and then that's part of like the season it's getting him back but that was just my take on it uh sorry we failed to mention episode one uh chrissy who of course is the first victim which i had no idea played by casper van dien's daughter oh really you start troopers fan yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah (laughs) she did very well all right episode three the monster and the superhero so we got paul reiser back um he's recruited by the military who i fucking hate the main military guy in this one he is a super prick um they go get him it's like hey dude we need to figure out what the fuck's going on you're in um nancy's friend's body is found so the police now have another murder victim to um to investigate oh also we didn't mention too that the new chief is one of the old deputies i forget his name but the african-american deputy from the other seasons so he's a new chief in there uh, Joyce and Murray go to Alaska because the whole scheme is there's a you know Russian fucking 
security guy guard that has a really shady dude that smuggles stuff from Alaska to Russia, and then they have to trust the shady guy, so they're going to go meet, give him 40K to go get Hopper and bring him back to America. So that's what they're trying to do. Um, the basketball team, led by the super jock who likes to talk, he, him and his team are like, you know what, we're going to go fucking find Eddie and avenge Chrissy. So they're going on a fucking rampage around town, um, which brings them to Dustin because Dustin's in the Hellfire Club. So they're searching out him to try to get him to tell what's going on. Um, Elle is arrested, which was like, I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> a minor getting arrested without any parent parental involvement and then getting transferred to fucking prison. That was like crazy. So she got arrested for assault on the girl with the, uh, the rollerblade. Um, but she is brought to a secret facility. Um, because Paul Reiser steps in and um, takes her back to someone give me a say it, Joe Papa Papa's back everybody <laughs> so Papa's back he's like will you do this with me Papa and daughter or whatever he says because um, they have to save the world right uh, Nancy and Robin uh, kind of have a girl power team they're investigating uh, Victor Creel who turns out was might have been the first victim of this guy and there's a creepy house in Hawkins that these kids never mentioned in the previous three seasons. You think they would have been all over that. Um, so they go to the library and they start investigating like what happened to this guy. Turns out Freddy Krueger happened to this guy because it's played by Robert England. Um, I don't even know if that's in this same episode. It's not. <laughs> it's not. We'll get there. Um, and then we uh, figure out that one of, you know, the crowd favorite smacks. She's Vectus' next target because he targets people that have emotional or traumatic events. Her, obviously, uh, from season three with her brother getting killed in front of her. Um, so Vecna like, targets people like that. He gets in their minds and slowly starts making them hallucinate until he eventually fully gets them, sucks out their soul, or whatever you want to call it, and kills them. What would you guys think? Yeah, describing it, I, I feel like this is like maybe like more of a filler episode because I don't remember like a lot about what happened in this one. Um, I guess the most interesting thing from what you described um, was the whole L going back to the um, facility with Papa and uh, Paul Rogers' character there, <laughs> Papa, uh, to uh, get her powers back or attempt to get her powers back. Um, so yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I really don't remember much about this episode, so I'm just going to say mainly a filler episode, not, nothing too great in this one. Uh, I agree. I think this was one, one of the more boring episodes of the season. Uh, like you said, it's a very much a filler episode where they're just trying to get people to where they need to be to, com to continue the story, but it's like basically a full episode of them doing that. So it's, uh, there's not a ton, you know, to kind of discuss in this episode, uh, you're right. L getting arrested was like kind of crazy. I, I, I thought it when she did it. I'm like, wow. In real life, she'd probably get like some kind of police response. But when they actually arrested her, I was like, huh, okay, that's an interesting way to go. But then immediately, Sam uh, Paul Reiser's character, uh, you know, gets her out and recruits her to go to the facility. Um, and then it, it was cool to see that uh, the basketball team are kind of hunting the Hellfire Club, um, which is all. A stupid misunderstanding because a DND club, like if, but I guess that's how it was back then. You know, they didn't know better. Uh, anything is considered devil's, you know, music or devil's uh, playing or whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, not much to talk about this episode. It was, like you said, a filler, but it definitely picks up after this. So, I guess you need this episode to get to where it's going next. 
we've been getting a lot of satanic panic stuff lately between like this and uh conjuring part uh three and also there was that other movie me and steve watched um we summon the darkness that had to do with this so yeah there's been a lot lately devil so hot right now yeah. uh, <laughs> episode four dear billy uh max starts seeing things related to vecna's realm um lucas finally hooks up with the crew because he was with the basketball crew too like trying to hunt them but he's kind of like leading them off their trail and eventually he gets with dustin all of them and he's part of the gang again um california crew um besides l is placed on house arrest and is guarded by these two detectives um max uh you know this is a it's starting in good episode four starting in good for me uh max writes um farewell letters to all her crew including billy um who's dead and like just you know putting her heart out to them because she thinks she's gonna die nancy and robin okay i have a problem with robin this uh this season like in season three she seemed like the smarter grounded character um but in season four they made her into a total dingbat did you guys get that or i thought she was just an idiot i i i feel like she was underutilized this season compared to last for sure yeah she like cracked the russian code last season and this season she's just like bumbling around it's but, like uh, it's like people really liked her in season three so they just tried to fit her into season four um but if you watch the series as a whole you'll see characters like they have big arcs one season and basically no arc the next season i think this was kind of a down robin season you know like uh, nancy's mom season three and then nothing season I mean, four. like will kind of this season doesn't do a ton but we know next season is going to be like very will centric so it's up and down i mean lucas got more to do this season than he did you know previous season and yeah it, I, it's just give and take i think i gotcha um uh nancy and robin convince the uh, a prison that they are um college students and they want to write a thesis about murder and stuff like that so they convince the fucking warden of all people to let them inter- interview uh the dude that was um uh the victor guy played by robert england who was the first victim of fecna and he explains what happened we kind of have a flashback with his family getting murdered as well hopper he attempts to escape um by breaking his own leg but it's not that broken because he can run fine and then two episodes later he's cool uh, but he's betrayed by yuri and then the cop that set up the whole thing is thrown in prison with him too played by a game of thrones fan favorite who steve named faceless nameless something like that no face no face there you go he's he's a guy that sounds like this are you okay america that's that guy uh joyce and Mar- uh, murray meet yuri um and he fucking betrays them too so this fucking piece of shit yuri he's like i can get more money if i give two americans that are wanted by russian governments so he fucking takes them in hostage and they fucking go to russia so he can uh uh pawn them off as well is this the scene where murray knows karate this is the same episode i think it's the one after this one after that yeah. <laughs> we'll get there max is doing her farewell tour so she goes to billy's grave where she sets the uh, letter to him you know apologizing and blah 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 that's when we have a um a vision that vecna gives her of billy uh, he uses billy against her and that like he's about to get max um he's about to kill her and then the friends come and save her by bringing her like i guess getting her attention back to the real world by putting her favorite song on her ears so it, like s- snaps her back to reality or whatever and that's how she kind of avoids vecna for forever um then meanwhile one of the weirdest fucking scenes ever um the evil soldiers 
break into the fucking house with the kids with mike and all them and attempt to murder them um they kidnap a police officer and torture him and then there's a fucking really awesome but extremely out of place shootout between one of the cops and like the soldiers it was like first person view it's like i was like what the fuck is going on like i you're telling me like a, a military unit in like suburbia is assaulting a house and killing cops and like it's fine no one nothing happens i was like come on man running up the hill scene i don't know what you meant by that steve that's the famous uh the scene where we think max is about to die and uh she she's like gets trapped by vecna and the kids are trying to like find the tape of the best song to save her and then at the last second she escapes the hands vecna she even like rose and everything like mm. above Billy's grave and stuff like that. So uh, this was like the most famous probably moment of the entire, well, up until I guess the, the final episode, uh, this was probably the biggest moment of the series is this song's playing. And also this is the episode where um, the girls meet Victor played by uh, Robert England. And he explains that, he, he says that he was driven insane by Vecna. Uh, and it's the reason that he kind of went insane. But you know, you find out later what really happened. But that's his version of the story. Can I say that I hate I hate the pizza boy, long hair. Oh pizza yeah, boy. I hate him. I, I hate yeah, hate him, hate him. Hate I, him. I, we haven't mentioned him before. Yeah, but yeah, he's easily my least favorite character. What's it, pizza dude or pizza pirate or whatever their fucking <laughs> pizza places? Um, I don't even know. I don't care either. <laughs> and then Jonathan's a fucking loser, man. In this, the season is a straight up loser. Like, what was Nancy seeing him? But um, yeah, this one it started getting good for me, but I still have in my notes that it was like I was just not feeling it. I think I remember telling Steve like I don't like this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought Robin is stupid now. I thought the the police shootout was cool, but out of out of place for what the show is. Um, and then I did it did tug at my heartstrings though when um. Uh, Max was like about to die and we're like, oh shit, they're gonna kill her off right now. But yeah. Um the, yeah, I mean this holy shit, like just you talking about I mean that was like a I think like a 10 minute description right there of the episode. Cause yeah, I mean there was they packed a complete opposite of the last episode. Um they packed a fuckload into this episode. A great episode, but I have one massive issue with this episode. Massive. Um so I thought Robert England was great, like for his like very minimal role uh, in this. I loved seeing him um, as Victor Creel. I wish we got a little more of him, but you know I understand they had to pack a lot in there. So I thought he did great for what they gave him to do, um, and it was great to see. Um, as far as um, the whole Max stuff leading up to it was great. You knew she was in trouble. Um, that scene that you had mentioned with the mother was really good when, you know, Vecna, um, kind of plays the mother against her type thing there. That was really cool. Um, and really creepy. And yeah. And then we get into, um, my biggest issue with this episode. Um, I thought the Max scene was amazing. Like it was fantastic. Like they, the way she is stuck in there and running and the friends are seeing, you know, uh, are trying to get her to come back and whatnot. And you see her lift into the air and, you know, after talking to Billy and saying all of her goodbyes and stuff like that, it is just such an impactful scene um, and was amazing where I think it is. I think they should have killed Max in this moment. I think it would have shown that 
Vecna is a legitimate threat um, and that he can kill anyone. And they failed to do it. And we'll get into it later in the season. And honestly, it might be for, like, not because Max is not looking good by the end of this series. And, you know, we'll get into that later. But I think that would have been the perfect moment um, to do it. And I, I think that they they dropped the ball, I, I will say. I still think it was a great episode, but I, I just wish they had just killed off Max in that moment. I think it would have been great, a great moment. I mean, sad, obviously, for the character, but I think it would have elevated this show. Yeah, um, I agree that this, this episode was fucking stacked. Uh, there's so much to love about this episode. I, I like the California stuff. I actually thought this was the most interesting California episode there was uh, because there's so little that they do over there, uh, which is part of the reason why I also don't like the the pizza guy because he's kind of pointless. He doesn't really do much during the season. Like He, he drives. He drives, yeah. He's <laughs> a driver from place to place. Like Maybe they'll give him more next season, but for right now... He's the comedic relief, pretty much. Yeah, kind supposed, of, right? Supposed to be. <laughs> so I, I like the whole like escape scene. I thought that was really cool where they're with the cops and everything although it was random because we didn't care about those cops you know we didn't they didn't establish them really so them dying really meant nothing to us uh, i love the whole uh, victor creole scene i think it's cool that they used robert england uh to play him it's like the filmmakers nodding like yes we know this season is very much reminiscent of nightmare on elm street so we hired you know freddy krueger himself just to prove like yeah we, we get it you know, this is a Nightmare on Elm Street type season, and we love that that series. So this is our nod to it. That's very like in your face, and it's perfect for Robert England. You know, uh, like I've said in the past, I don't think he's the greatest actor, but give him little roles like this that are impactful like this. I think it worked really great. Like he really did his role really well. He looked really cool with his eyes kind of being uh, sewn shut and stuff like that. So I thought that was a really cool scene, and uh, you know, very unpopular opinion there by by Joe. And I completely agree with it. Uh, that scene was so good. So well done. The, the way they filmed it, the music and everything. I would have kept it exactly the same because it was fucking perfect. Right down to the point where she escapes from him once the music starts and she's running away. And then he does kind of, he like turns around. He doesn't chase her. He kind of just gives this little like smirk. And he does throw like some rocks at her and stuff like that. But it would have been really cool if you think she's about to escape and then it, it like cuts to black and you, you don't even have to see it. Just You just hear the bones breaking and the body fall. Episode over. That would have been the best fucking episode ever because one of my issues with this show is that I never feel like anyone's in danger. Uh, we've, you know, we're in season four now and they have yet to kill off like a major character. They keep bringing in new characters to kill off. You know, they kill off Bob. They killed off the uh, the cool Russian dude from last season. It, it's They need to kill a big character that they didn't just bring in that season to make you feel like, okay, Vecna is not like all the other ones. This is the one you, can't, you don't fuck around with. And I didn't want it to be Max because I do really like the Max character. Uh, but it would have been so much better if they'd killed her there and then you wouldn't have felt the weight of the season just being way better. But unfortunately she's fine and it continues still a great scene still a great episode but i agree with joe i think it could have been so much better all right brings us episode five the nina project uh l makes it to the facility i got a little bit ahead of myself now she meets papa um <laughs> which come on man after all she's been through she's gonna trust this guy again <sighs> it's ridiculous but 
she has a change of heart, tries to get out of there because he's like, no, nah, man, you can leave whatever you want. Cool. And then that was a lie. She tries to get out of there, gets knocked out and is forced into trying to get her powers back again. Um, Hopper ends up back in prison. Now he's got a hard ass fucking warden on his ass at all times. Joyce and Murray finally get captured. Um, and it turns out Murray has been a black belt in karate and he fights uh, teenagers and he ends up beating up the freaking Russian guy and turning the tables on them. Max draws Victor Creel's house. Um, so she was in there in the division, right? So now she has an insider information. And now they're trying to uh, starting to see stuff that like some patterns, right? They see a clock tower or like a grandfather clock. Meanwhile, one of the basketball crew, um, he starts getting visions too and he sees the clock as well. So now we know who the next victim is going to be. Elle, now we're getting more in her childhood where we go back to the original facility where she's 11 and they have the rest of the uh, group of kids. They introduce this, um, who we think is an orderly. That's kind of creepy, right? He gave you guys creeper vibes, right? I'm not the only one. And he's like kind of taking her on the wing and they're just doing experimentations and trying to get the kids to not fight each other like crazily, but see who, which one's stronger, things like that. They somehow get a fucking number from a pen off the cop's body which didn't make any sense to me the way it played out in that scene the basketball team's pissed they're fucking ready they're going after hellfire club now they're gonna get their ass right the gang they all go to krill's house and they uh find the clock from the vision so they're, now they're connecting it where they're putting stuff together like krill's house in real life is kind of like a portal almost to vecna's little hidden lair so they try to figure that stuff out um the group in california uh after dumping the cop's body in a fucking shallow grave was completely uh, terrible um they decide that they need to go to Susie, dustin's girlfriend um to crack a code um joyce and murray defeat yuri like i said earlier and escape and then vecna kills the basketball guy all right so the basketball crew finally catches up with eddie he's fleeing right um in a boat across the lake <laughs> And the main basketball guy jumps in the water and fucking starts swimming like Michael Phelps catching up to him. I thought that was hilarious how good of a swimmer he was. I know he's in shape and everything, but it was just a funny scene to me. Um, but then the basketball, uh, his, his partner is killed on the lake in front of the basketball guy and Eddie. So now the basketball guy is like convinced that Eddie has fucking demonic powers or packed with the devil or something. And he ends up coming later and telling the town that. Um, but another brutal kill, same kill we've seen though. Um, but it definitely started to heat it up in this episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I really liked all of the the story with Elle here and the backstory, and we're starting to see like you know her when she was younger and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Um, and I liked, um, I mean, you know, we're getting more with the, with Eddie now and all the Hellfire Club stuff and stuff. I mean, I. Was this the episode where they they visit Susie's house? In the next one, mentioned? We, the next episode. They, they, they say they're going there, but they don't. They're going to Susie's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We also I, got hot. I, we also got more Hopper stuff too in this one, where he talks okay. about his Vietnam service, and which I thought was completely out of nowhere too. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I do like this. I do kind of like the Russian dude. The, not Yuri, but the you know his like uh, Dimitri. Dimitri. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought he was like fine. I thought he was like a like a good character for like that. Like I said, I don't really love that whole storyline. We're not really talking about it much, which is with good reason. But you know, I do I do think he was like a decent you know character for that and kept it you know parts of um, over there interesting. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I don't really remember much about this episode. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't got much much to say about it. 
yeah you know this is kind of like episode three like it's it's another episode where they're sending people to where they need to be so they can set up a future episode so we went from filler to like really crazy episode to filler once again because now you have um you, you have to bring hopper back into prison uh with dimitri now you need to get the california crew to utah so they can somehow involve Susie because people liked her so they had to involve her to the series somehow um you know it's like almost like they're checking off boxes like did they really need to go to utah to get Susie? you know they couldn't just like called her or something i don't know it, it seemed like an unnecessary uh side trip it's like they really didn't know what to do with those characters so they just drive them from place to place for absolutely no reason yeah there wasn't a ton you know to to watch in this episode we see Vecna kill the basketball kid but we've seen it you know kind of three times but really twice uh exactly the same way and it's funny because when I first saw it and you know both Eddie and the head of the basketball team see it happen I thought he would be on Eddie's side after that like okay wait a minute you know this isn't you doing this this is obviously something else I didn't see it coming that he would think that Eddie is actually really powerful because of this it made like I saw it the opposite way so it was interesting that they went that way yeah I thought they're gonna he's gonna help him me too because I mean at what point is this story important right I was thinking like the ba- who cares about the basketball crew when the world's gonna fucking end you know like such a side such a useless side story but they kept going with it and they went in some interesting stuff later which we'll talk about in the like final and stuff but i thought that was an interesting thing but other than that not a whole lot to talk about in this episode all right episode six the dive um we're getting more flashbacks with l's um first day in the in the laboratory whatever you want to call it and papa says basically hey to get powers back you have to like open up your fucking pass because like you're blocking something so he has it like a i want to see his vhs collection because he opened up his vhs collection he had a bunch of tapes in there looked really cool uh let's see the cops tell everybody that eddie is a suspect which makes it better or worse for everybody else the crew finally makes it to Susie house where i was like what the fuck is this Susie's house of shit i hated this part i hated the Susie arc i hated it fucking 100 um turns out the russians have a fucking demogorgon or whatever the fuck you want to call it somehow locked up in the prison and they're not doing experiments on it they're just fucking around with it um so hopper and a bunch of prisoners are gonna fight it uh, gladiator, uh, gladiator style but before that um they start fattening them up so they have energy to fight the thing off uh the gang finally reunites with eddie who escaped the lake and you know the cops don't think to look you know in the fucking forest for Eddie ever. And he just hides out by a skull rock or whatever the hell they called it. Um, meanwhile, the basketball leader, he does another speech this time at the town hall. And he tells everybody, he passes around flyers. Hey, the Hellfire Club, they're demonic. Eddie's a fucking demon, whatever whatever he says about them. Now the parents of like Dustin and Mike and everything are freaking out because now their kids are being fucking hunted. Um, the Cali crew, they convinced... Um, Susie to hack into something pretending it's a Nintendo and I I hated this scene it was so pointless you're right whoever said it they could have just called her got the information and it would have worked fine I hated it it was like Mr. Magoo's house of fucking Wonder Emporium in there or whatever um Erie uh brings uh, Joyce and Murray to his church to try to make a plan to save Hopper uh, Susie also ultimately finds the location of the facility by hack- hacking into it and the gang 
um, figures out that each area that Vecna attacks, like, um, and you know, in Eddie's trailer, is now a portal to the upside down. So now they're gonna hatch a plan to try to get in there and kill his ass. Um, and then Steve, they like go to the lake, and he ends up diving into the fucking lake, swimming all the way to the bottom, gets sucked into a portal, and they're immediately attacked by fucking flying bats and stuff. Uh, but for all the ladies and guys out there, Steve goes shirtless. So that's a scene for everybody. Um, and, you know, Nancy's giving Steve, like, the side-eye look. Like, oh, I'm kind of liking this Steve guy again. Steve obviously is in love with Nancy. Robin's still pining over a girl that we see for, like, two seconds in the beginning episode and never see again until last episode or something like that, who ain't cute enough for her anyway. Um, yeah, but let me see my notes on it personally. I put, what is uh, what the fuck is up with Susie's house of shit? Um, how many speeches is Jason going to make? Oh, Jason is a basketball leader, by the way. And uh, that's, that's what I got. Hmm, I wonder if they named him Jason on purpose. Freddy versus Jason type type Ooh, stuff going on. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I did like that um, that speech, though. Like, I thought that was a cool scene. Like, the whole satanic panic, playing on the whole satanic panic thing again and stuff like that. So I, I did like that. It kind of brought the whole town into it, and there felt like there maybe was, like, a legit that threat there. Um, I despised the Susie's house scene. It was my least favorite part of the entire season. I thought it was fucking terrible. Um, it was just so like zany and it just did not feel like it just Organic. felt so out of place. Yeah. 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 It, it just felt so forced and just, it was just a bunch of bullshit. And I, I hated it. I did. I don't like the Susie character anyway. Like I, I did not like, listen, like, I understand, I understood the whole uh, fucking never-ending story song in season two, but it was so cringe. I fucking hated that, too. So, like, nothing that Susie has ever done I've enjoyed, like, at all. And that just adds on to the I hate Susie character pretty much. Um, I really liked um, the whole boat scene, them, them getting into the water and then finally getting sucked uh, into this portal that they discover in the Upside Down. I thought that was really cool. It was really cool lighting, too, I felt, like, on the water um in this one particular scene as well there was i don't know there was just some sort of like like blue purplish lighting i thought that looked really good um in that scene and i mean i don't know like do do we care about steve and um nancy getting back together because like i really don't give a shit like but i guess some people Uh, whatever (laughs) yeah yeah i've never really cared for nancy to be honest with you it's not a character that i really you know maybe a little bit in season one because I felt bad, you know, she lost her best friend and all that stuff. But since then, it's like they did, they don't know what to do with this character, and they keep giving her these weird arcs that just don't matter, you know? Um, I, I agree with you guys, like, well, I said it before, the Susie stuff is just, ugh, I, I didn't like it. And what was with the, like, little kids doing, like, plays and acting like they're choking each other and, like, foiling Cow- the... guy. Yeah, like, foiling the dad like by tricking him so they can get on the pc i mean why like it was so stupid it just i didn't understand that scene at all uh i thought it was interesting that the russians like feed the prisoners so they can fight the demogorgon uh almost reminded me of a squid game when they feed like the final three before uh they do their final battle uh it's just a really interesting thing i don't know what it is in this show in like fight club but you have them that are preparing to fight the Demogorgon. In this episode as well, that I don't think you mentioned, is when you see the kids in the past like fight each other uh, with their powers in the facility. 
which Elle wins. She defeats at like number one and it's like a big deal. And that's how you figure out that she's the most powerful of all the kids. And yeah, other than that, um, again, this, this episode is just, you know, trying to get characters to where they need to be for the next episode. But now you know that the gang is in the upside down. So I knew it would get a lot better from here. And I was excited to see what came next, but this episode was not uh, one of my favorites personally. It's just a lot of filler again, you know, it's just, uh, but the one thing I liked about the Susie thing is that they call it an American Tendo. Uh, that's the uh, invention that they're trying to do, which I thought was hilarious. That is the only thing, that one line, the entire Susie storyline that I enjoyed. So yeah, it's too bad. It, it was stupid. Yeah. I get giving Dusty a love interest, but come on, let's, let's go a different route. Dusty Buns. Um, all right, episode seven, The Massacre at Hawkins Lab. So, uh, you know, we catch up with Steve. He defeats the bat-like creatures. Elle um, finally goes back, and we know what happens, right? Uh, and I don't think she was – she wasn't competing against one, right, Steve? That was – one was, like, the orderly. She was fighting – who, who, there was like a powerful uh there kid. was a powerful one but it wasn't one because he wasn't he wasn't one because i thought the orderly was like a not a number i thought he was no i thought he was one no he was one that's right i don't remember who there was a powerful kid though i think it's, just, though, a, I think it's just a, a dude yeah it's just a show basically yeah. she was the most powerful of the kids yeah i think it was, i thought it was one no yeah. because one was the orderly and he got banished because he killed everybody because remember his powers were suppressed and he needed l to get the whatever was in his neck i don't know whatever it doesn't matter at the end of the day Um, let's see um the cops finally catch up with dustin max and lucas interrogate them um hopper and the prisoners fight the demogorgon it doesn't go well and it escapes right um the gang look for weapons upside down to take down beckna so they come to a conclusion that hey like stuff's if it's in the real life then it's in upside down too and nancy's like i got a gun and like why do you have a gun he's like i have a gun and i agree nancy and Jonathan are probably my least favorite characters in this show. Um, uh, the, the, the kids make contact uh, by using utilizing light like Will did in part one. Uh, so now they're able to communicate upside down. Uh, meanwhile, Joyce and Murray get into the prison by pretending to be Yuri. Uh, so Murray, uh, as you guys know, he speaks Russian. So he pretends to be a smuggler and then smuggles everybody into the prison so they can hatch a ploy to get Hopper out of there. And I love Murray. He's probably one of my favorite characters that they introduced that thankfully didn't get killed off. Um, his karate shit was pretty cringy, but I still love Murray overall. During the battle with the Demogorgon, Hopper had stolen some vodka and a, a way to make fire. And he's like, hey, fire will kill the fucking thing. So he ends up outsparring the Demogorgon and rescuing the, the Russians that survived. Um, Number one turns out to be Vecna. So the whole creepy orderly thing uh, turns out that he was is Vecna because um, he hatched up a, a escape plot or whatever with Eleven, but Eleven turned on him. So he ends up going crazy and fucking killing all of the kids, most of the staff, uh, until L confronts him in the lab and ends up like banishing them basically to the upside down. And that's how they discover this alternate reality. So now they went from wanting to use them as like super spies, assassins, whatever. Uh, and now they discovered that, oh shit, like Eleven literally sent this guy into another realm, um, which I thought was really cool. I like that a lot. Kill his mom, blame his dad. We, we see the uh, the backstory, which what actually happened to him 
um with his powers he kills his mom and then he he like like falls over and then the cops come and they think it's victor creel who did uh all the killings but it was really the son the whole time so it was just framed oh i must have tuned that one out <laughs> I forgot about that completely what did you guys think though i thought it was definitely um improving uh, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Um, this was, of course, the final episode of part one, and then they released the other two episodes uh, a month later. Um, so I thought this was a, a great way to end the first part uh, of the season. The um, reveal of one being Vecna, I, I honestly did not see coming. Like, I really didn't. And I thought they did a great job kind of hiding that. And then when it is revealed, it's like a really it was a really nice surprise and it, it was really, you know, an awesome reveal. I thought, um, also too, that it, you know, he was, uh, Victor Creel's, uh, son as well. I thought was great. And, you know, all of this haunted stuff happening in the house that we see in flashbacks and stuff was really him and one's one's powers the whole time. Um, so I thought that was all great. And, you know, uh, L discovering that, I mean, that whole, and see, I mean, this is the end of the episode pretty much, but like that whole like last 20, 25 minutes was just really, really awesome. Um, can we just, the CGI'd um, uh, L though, like making her look little again was really fucking weird, by the way. Like it was really weird. And <laughs> was it her like, and they just like, minimized her? Or was it? Like, no, it wasn't. It was, a, it was a kid with the face. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> minimized her would have been hilarious. So it was like really, it was pretty bizarre looking. Um, and I, me and Sam kept laughing every time like it would come on because it was just so fucking weird looking. But what can you do? Uh, but I, I loved all of that. I loved everything that was going on in the upside down with them communicating with each other through the lights and all that. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I, I thought this was definitely one of the best episodes of the of the entire season. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, knowing this was the last episode before the well, it was like a month uh, hiatus before we got the final two episodes, I knew there'd be something big that would happen at the end of the episode, and it was cool to kind of finally get to know exactly who Vecna is and what you know what the attachment is with that group and everything like that, and to the upside down. So that was really cool. Um, this is one of the only episodes where I was actually invested in what was going on with Hopper which is a shame because I do like the Hopper character, but I felt his whole story was kind of a waste this season, but the fight with the Demogorgon was cool. You know, the Demogorgon, it just brings you back to season one, right? It's like the classic uh, Stranger Things monster that you think about when you think about this show. So it was cool to see one and remind us just how fucking dangerous these things are. I mean, it plows through the majority of the prisoners and stuff like that. And I liked, uh, you know, his kind of strategy to, defeated because he's you know been through this uh, rigmarole like a few a few times now at this point uh it was also cool seeing all the people in the upside down kind of fighting the bats and doing stuff like that and uh now nancy's stuck in the upside down at the end of the episode we don't know she's only she's there alone uh because the rope breaks and stuff like that so we didn't know what was going to happen with her and i loved everything with how you know vecna came to be and how you see him kind of melt away and become Vecna. And I thought that was really cool. I, I love that whole sequence. Down. Yeah, it was, was super really cool. So, yeah, it was a great episode. It was a good way to end the first part of the season before we got yeah the last two episodes a month later. All right. That leads us in episode eight. Papa. 
Uh, Vecna, you know, Nancy, like Steve just mentioned, is trapped, and Vecna shows her what's going to happen. So he's like, fucking tell L, dude. Um, the Russians are fighting the Demogorgons. They're just going ape shit. It turns out that they have a bunch of Demogorgons, and they've been experimenting on them. Uh, and they also have a mind flare. Mind flare. There you go, whatever. Uh, but Elle got her powers back because she went through her reawakening, so she's good to go. Uh, Nancy tells the guy, the gang, what's going on. Uh, Will finally notice he, he uh, Will has a heart to heart with Mike about what's going on and you know how they miss each other and all that bullshit. Uh, the gang conjures up a convoluted plan to kill Vecna. I didn't follow along. I was like, I'm just gonna watch what happens at this point because I don't know what their fucking plan is. Um, Hopper and crew they finally escape. Um, so they escape the uh, the gang uh, the prison and they go back to the um, the the church and they have to devise a way to get out of Russia now, which is another challenge. Um, Eddie uses a Michael Myers mask before the group, uh, so they can so he can walk around and they they steal a camper so they can start driving to try to meet up with L. Uh, Yuri has a helicopter, but he's kind of withholding the repair of it because he's like. He's still a piece of shit, but no face, faceless man, whatever you want to do. It's kind of convincing him to be a cool guy. Um, gang, the gang goes to a, a, a fucking store where 18-year-olds can buy shotguns and pistols, and maybe that's what's wrong with our country right now. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, the b-ball team's there. These high school students are buying fucking pistols. They're going to go trying to execute people in the streets. It's crazy. Uh, Papa holds L captive because Papa's a piece of shit. We all knew that, right? Um, and he's like knocking around, things like that. <laughs> L gets a running man type collar. So if she tries to escape, it'll blow her head off. Um, then the military, the, the black dude from earlier that killed the cops, um, finds this complex and they assault it and they start fighting over L basically, uh, where Papa finally meets his death by getting sniped a bunch of times. Um, but L uses her force powers from Star Wars to take out the helicopter. And then much to uh, everyone's chagrin, pizza pirates show up and they save the day, right? Um, and that's it. What you guys got? Good episode. Yeah, I thought this one was this, this one was pretty good as well. There's a lot of action going on in this one. Um, obviously, we're finally getting to the big finale that we know is coming with Vecna. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff. The, I mean, I, the stuff with L and Papa, obviously probably the most interesting and compelling, I would say, in this episode. Um, I really like Matthew Modine as an actor. So seeing his demise was a little sad, even though I know the Papa character maybe um, isn't a, a Go watch Full Metal Jacket again. I know, right. A Joker. Uh but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I thought there was, you know, there was definitely some emotion there um, when, when Papa finally dies, although L just did not give two fucks even, you know, he gives like this real heartfelt mes message. Do we think it was genuine? Do we not think it was genuine? L clearly does not think it was genuine, <laughs> you know, probably. Yeah, she's probably right about that. Um, but I, I, yeah, I really like that scene. Um, I thought it was a good death for that character. And yeah, and I liked I, I liked I really liked the prison escape too. I thought that was one of the better scenes uh, of the entire uh, Russia storyline. I thought that was really good and entertaining. Um, and then yeah, I mean I, I haven't really mentioned it, but I thought I do kind of I did kind of like the Yuri character. I thought he did bring some good 
comedic moments uh, to the show. And I agree, Todd. I, I do like Murray a lot too. I mean, I, I know we're kind of shitting on that Russia storyline, but I do like a lot of the actors involved. Obviously, Winona's great and Hopper's great and all that. I just, you know, I just wish they were utilized better this season, I suppose. Yeah, th- this is like the loading up episode. Like, you know, before Schwarzenegger goes to his big battle in all his films, he, he finds some like hole that has a million guns in it and he just like loads up for the final scene. This was basically that version of the episode where it's just them getting ready. Uh, you know, the the actual kids are going into this fucking store just full of guns, which is so American to me. Uh, like we didn't, don't have anything like that here. Uh, and they just go wild, like fucking kids are buying guns, like nobody's business. And on the other end, uh, Elle is getting her powers back so she can also do kind of her side of the battle. Uh, I loved her escape. Although I have to say, so the running man collar really didn't do anything. Like, I, why even bother putting it on her if you're not really going to u- u- use it for anything? I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Like, maybe if she had it on the whole time, I could have seen, like, why it was useful. But to give it to her this episode and then just take it off, like a, you know, like a few minutes later, it's just like, okay, so why, why even bother? So I didn't really get that. Uh, although her taking down the helicopter was fucking badass. It's such a cool scene. Uh, probably one of the best scenes of the California crew throughout the whole season. Uh, it was nice also getting to see Will and Mike have a heart to heart. Mike doesn't understand at all what's going on, but I like that uh, Jonathan clues into what's going on. You know, he's in the front seat and he kind of just listens in and he can feel what Will's putting down. But Mike, you know, he only sees them as a friend, so he's not really understanding. And that pays off in the next episode. Um, yeah, it's just like a cool, fun episode. And this episode also teases a lot of deaths uh, at the end of the episode. Like they're, you kind of see characters almost kind of saying goodbye. And I, I thought a bunch of people would die in a final episode and we'll, we'll see what happens when we review that episode. But uh I thought they were preparing us for a brutal, you know, final episode. And I have to say, I love the Michael Myers scene. It made me laugh mm-hmm. so much. And it was a nice callback to season two when Max is like, oh, I got something, you know, because she had that mask uh, for Halloween. That's what, uh, uh, she, you know, that was referenced to. So I thought that was a nice little easy, cool callback, you know. And what they should have done for Susie. Susie should have been a callback, not a fucking entire episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was a good episode, but it was definitely like the lead up to something bigger and you can tell. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do kind of want to touch on the whole uh, will being gay, a storyline in this season. Um, like, was that ever like touched on in previous seasons and maybe I just didn't pick up on number, it. Number three was cause they were okay. all talking about girls a lot. And he's like, come on, guys, okay. just play D and D which could have been mm-hmm. like, a, he's still like a nerdy thing, but you can tell he was kind of looking at Mike a little bit differently. Okay. Yeah. Not, not as in your face as this season though. Right. Yeah. I just didn't pick up on it. And uh, you know, I did, I do think that was like a really interesting, you know, kind of storyline into this season. And I think obviously they're going to touch on it a lot more next season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that scene with him and um, his brother in the pizza shop was, it was really good and really heartfelt. So I, I did enjoy that moment as well. Yeah. That's in the, actually this episode, episode nine, the piggyback, um, everything's coming together. They uh, hatch a plan where Elle is going to 
go into um, Max's kind of mind thingy to help her fight Vecna. So they make a big salt bath and a pizza pizza party fucking another pizza shop that the stoner guy hey man I'll fucking watch your thing and whatever so they make a salt bath for her to get ready for the fight meanwhile in Russia um Joyce has a Hulk Hogan shirt that Steve wanted to mention and uh oh man Joyce getting changed Winona's looking good let's gonna say that I rewound that later on when I was by myself um Max Lucas and Erica go to the Krill house to set up the the assault on Vecna, um, but the b-ball crew catches wind of it too, and they're going to go meet up at the Krill house too, and you know something's going to go down there. Um, Hopper decides that like, hey, we need to go back to prison for whatever reason, I forget. Um, Steve tells Nancy that he's fucking still into her, but she doesn't re reciprocate, so we're kind of like left with Steve being in the, in the dark again. He can't get a girlfriend ever. Uh, Will and Jonathan finally talk, but Jonathan's like, hey, man, like, he didn't come out and say anything that he's gay and he knows or anything. He's like, hey, like, I'm always there for you. If you need to talk to me, let's talk. Um, so they know about that. Um, Elle finally joins up with Max, and Max goes to her, like, happy place, which is from part three, where she's at the dance. No, yeah, part, uh, season two, where she's at the dance with uh, Lucas. So that's, like, her little safe space from Vecna for now. Um, and then everyone just comes to fucking together. Like they're, they're doing their assault on Vecna. Uh, they're trying to hash their plan out. Meanwhile, the basketball crew uh, assaults the house and captures Erica, who kind of puts a, uh, slows down their plan. Lucas starts fighting um, Jason in the fucking house while they're trying to fucking save Max's life. So you're like, fucking J uh, uh, Jason, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like fist fighting like crazy. Um, part of the plan too is to distract all the bat creatures in the upside down. So Dustin and Eddie are tasked with that because they both admit like, hey, we're not heroes. Like we're not gonna go out and fight like Steve and you guys are. We'll stay back and we'll do the distraction, which leads to either you loved it or you hated it. I've seen it both ways, but I personally loved Eddie playing Metallica and Upside Down. That was fucking really cool. But I can understand why people think it's cringy, but I liked it. Um, and that's kind of Eddie's art too. Like he is a slacker. He doesn't put his neck out for people too much. I mean, I know he takes people under his wing for the nerds club and things like that, but that kind of leads to him like being like, you know what? I'm not the hero, but I'm going to put myself out there for the gang because they put themselves out there for him the whole time. Right. Uh, Vecna starts fighting. Right. And I'll kind of leave it at that because there's a lot to unpack in this episode. It's two and a half hours long. Right. And like it never ends similar to Lord of the Rings part three. It's like, when the fuck are they like, it'll fade. They'll talk and they'll fade out. I'm like, all right, it's over. Oh, another character has to talk. <laughs> like, gosh, damn, what's going on? Um, but I will touch on the very end where Hawkins is like completely destroyed essentially. And like cracks in the fucking universe open up all around the town. And Max fucking for everything that happened with her gets every fucking bone broken in her body and it's like holy shit like which i agree with you guys like if they're gonna if that was her final arc in this one why not just kill her off like poor girl like holy shit because we have the heartfelt scene with lucas and asking her out and max is finally gonna let someone back into her life after losing billy she says yes and draws a little nice picture things like that um and then for that to happen to her it's kind of shitty and then we'll touch on Hopper meeting up with that later and all that shit. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's certainly a lot to unpack here. Um, I mean, overall, I, I liked it. 
I, I didn't love it. Um, and, and I'll, you know, we'll get into it. Um, I'm sure as we go, cause I'm sure there's a lot of things I'm going to be forgetting as we go along as well. But, um, I mean, loved Eddie, loved Eddie's scene. I, I fucking loved it. I mean, I, I, that whole Metallica masters of puppet scene, iconic. I mean, you know, it's cliche, but it was, I mean, it was just a fucking awesome scene with the fucking bats and the lightning and the music. And it, it was perfect. It, it was really a perfect scene for him. And I mean, clearly one of the most iconic scenes of the entire season for good reason. Um, you know, him dying, you know, I mean, I think it was to be expected, right? Someone had to die and they and they weren't going to kill a main character, which is like, once again, my biggest problem with this whole, this whole um, franchise is that they're just, they're afraid to kill a main character off. And I mean, they had a chance again to do it with Max. Is Max dead? Is Max not dead here? I, who the hell knows? Um, Probably should be after know. getting everything broken. Like, yeah. I mean, there was that scene where uh, Eleven goes back into and she like can't find her or whatever. So people think she, maybe she's brain dead or whatever. I mean, who really? We'll find out. I think she's not going to. I think she's going to come back some way, somehow next season. I think Eleven will find a way to save her or something like that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so uh, my biggest problem here is just like, I, it just didn't feel big enough for the finale for me. Like, I just, great, there was big moments, but the fight with Vecna was like very underwhelming and I'm sh- I, and I feel like this was just kind of like a uh, kind of like a, a bridge to next season obviously because Ve- Vecna isn't dead clearly he's coming back next season which is supposed to be the final season of Stranger Things um, for the you know Stranger Things original timeline we're going to be getting spinoffs obviously and stuff like that which i've already announced but um yeah i mean it was a decent finale was it amazing no um but i thought it was you know it was still very good but i just hope next season they have the balls to kill a main character and actually millie bobby brown the late actress came out and criticized her own show saying i do think the show needs to take more risks and they should kill bigger characters to which the Duffer brothers said, um, this is Hawkins, not Westeros. Well, my argument to that is Game of Thrones is a much better show than you because they had the balls to kill off big and major characters. And your show will never get to that point unless you have the balls and are going to kill off one of your big or main characters. And we'll see what happens next season. I hope they do. I hope they get the balls and they can do it. And it's not just them bringing in newer characters to kill off. Um, but we'll see. And that's all I'll say for now. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of stuff because it was a big episode, but I'll jump in later. <laughs> um, I really liked this episode. I, I thought it was actually really great. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this episode. It's a movie, right? It's two and a half hours. So we could technically do a whole review on this episode alone. Um, you know, I, I, I like how the characters kind of you know in each their own way had their own part of the plan to defeat Vecna now I do find that the California crew including Eleven kind of phoned it in like almost literally um so that it just proved that that whole story arc was really pointless like the whole point of them was to eventually get Eleven in the bath and you know kind of help out from a distance was just I felt cheap to me didn't feel like all that important and the Russian storyline, what did it add to the story? Nothing. Like, I cannot think of a single thing that that entire storyline, except for getting Hopper back, I guess, into the fold, 
what did we need what need to see a whole season of them like fucking around in Russia just to get Hopper back? It's it just felt really not important. Like it didn't do anything. Uh, I did like the Hogan shirts, which is why I mentioned it specifically in my notes, but uh hmm. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I, I think like I said, I Hopper should have either died in season three because that was a really good moment where he looks at the can or looks at Joyce and does a nod and dies, you know? Or he's not in this season at all, season four. And Vecna is like a fuck you moment to everyone where he has him in like some kind of stasis thing because he escaped to the portal. And that would have been cool because he knows the connection to L and all that. I think that would have been a more interesting arc for him instead of fucking Russia of all places right now in the world too. Like it, I agree. It didn't add a single thing to it other than comedic stuff for Joyce and what's his face, Murray, and then Hopper coming back to meet L which could have been so much better if they played it a different way. They had a different arc with him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did love the Master of Puppets scene. I thought that was fucking brilliant. It's such a cool, iconic moment uh, right up there with the running up the hill scene in uh, episode four with Max. I uh, really, really loved that. One of the stories I was personally really invested in that I didn't realize was uh, the basketball crew going after Lucas. Like I, I thought maybe you know you, the whole time you think max is going to die and they end up killing lucas or something but again <laughs> they didn't do any of that and they dispose of the kid that they brought in like really quickly uh, he just gets cut in half by the portal which was kind of a cheap death like this whole season you're setting him up as the villain and he kind of just dies as part of the environment like he's not killed so he's not nothing like there's no redemption for him i don't know it just felt like such a waste of character by just killing kind of killing him off that way i thought it would have been more interesting if lucas killed him and then felt bad for it or he had some kind of redemption but instead it was just him yeah. just dying from from jason's perspective like he's not wrong you know what i mean like vigilante is vigilantism whatever you want to say him going after the kids is wrong but like from his viewpoint like his girlfriend was murdered in this dude's fucking apartment and like they can't and he seems like the cops aren't doing anything about it and he can find a way to get him. Like you kind of feel for Jason. And I agree, like no arc whatsoever. He just fights Lucas and then dies. And Lucas, not Eddie. Like I get yeah. it with Eddie, yeah. but Lucas, mm-hmm. like I, that he's because he's friends with him and kind of hides him. Does that warrant him being killed? I don't know. Like it seems far-fetched for a storyline for him to go. I mean, maybe that's like the thinking, but if it was Eddie, I'd get it a little bit more because you know he did he does think that he killed his girlfriend, but it wasn't. It was Lucas, so it was a weird kind of thing there. So I thought that was a little cheap. Uh, I like the L and Max stuff, but it did feel a little phoned in too at the same time, like because L wasn't actually there and they're kind of just meeting in in her mind. Uh, I was surprised that they went with uh, kind of breaking her apart. So they finally, well, we think kill a main character right by killing Max. And like four minutes later, they resurrect her. It's like, come on, like this. And it goes back to it doesn't feel as the stakes are as high because they keep not killing main characters. Now, is she dead? Is she alive? We don't really know. Uh, she is technically alive, but maybe she's you know her she's brain dead. We, we really don't know what's going on with the character. But it's just so cheap. Like either kill her or don't uh, kill her, pre- preferably, but or don't. Uh, so that was kind of cheap. And then you have all the stuff at the end, but I was just disappointed, I guess. Oh, and Eddie dies, which was sad. Uh, but again, it's a character they brought in for this season to get killed. Uh, now, is he dead? 
No, here's no. my thought. Probably not. I, here's my thought. I think Vecna is going to resurrect him somehow, turn him against the crew, and then he'll have an arc where he comes back as a nice character again. But um, I don't think they were aware how cool he was going to be received or how well he was going to be received, you know, like turning into like one of the best characters in the show. I don't think they predicted that. So they're probably like, fuck, I shouldn't kill him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's everyone, like he did a con like, and like fucking, they like under, they like undersold him. And like, it, like he was like the biggest draw, like bigger than like Robert England was, you know, that weekend. So he was definitely the, hottest thing i mean look how many fucking hellfire shirts uh you're seeing everyone buying now and so like, it was just the biggest thing um and uh, which is great i mean great for that actor great for that character i hope they don't bring him back honestly like he died like i if you're gonna bring him back i guess bring him back as an evil character like vecna resurrects but don't like have him come back like like good again like how the hell we could he like get re- like resurrected to be alive again so the ru- the rumor is that uh, there's a D character that's an ally to vecna like the D character vecna that's a vampire and since he got killed by bats and he had bats on as a tattoo in his arm that he's going to come back actually as a villain as a vampire and maybe after cool. he'll get saved but at least at, initially he'd be a villainous vampire that helps how, vecna how could he get saved though if he was already dead. Maybe like, Vecna does, has un- a, he's undead, down. Joe. Undead. Yeah, he's undead. <laughs> he <died. laughs> I think that was I mean, a cool scene though, where he like has like the shield and like the bats and shit. That was cool. Mm-hmm. No, that was awesome. Uh, my other big problem. Oh, sorry. One, like... one second. No, go ahead. I love the scene too, where Eddie um, grabs Dustin. Is like, don't ever change, man. Is like, ah, oh, that's I think where I I fell in love with Eddie for sure when he grabs him. Is like, don't ever change because such a innocent kid and stuff was really nice. Yeah, no, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, Eddie. I mean, you can see why everyone loved Eddie this season. He was, yeah, great. Um, my another big issue I had was like the whole Vecna four. He had to have what four victims? I think it was that was supposed to open like this portal to hell type thing or whatever and it happens but it's like not that like impressive like only like 20 people in hawkins died like i feel like i feel like the whole fucking city should have went underground or something and like completely taking out now granted you wouldn't have been a lot of people would have died and they wouldn't have been able to kind of do that whole scene where they're trying to save like do the whole city save at the end or whatever but fuck that like have the whole city go under and just have the kids survive and like just have them like you know fight in vecna and maybe trying to reverse what happened with the city or something like that for next season, but it just felt too small. Yeah. It, it the, and the way that they, the seal, uh, the city deals with it after it, it's almost yeah. like there was like a leak in the town and they need to evacuate, <laughs> you know, they're, they're like calmly in a fucking facility in the city, just like, right. Oh, you know, no, it's, it's not this giant fucking hole to hell that opened up in the middle of your city. They're just like casually like helping each other out and having these little moments like, no, no, no. If this was real, they'd be out of that fucking city in like a huge panic, or people would have died, or Robin's flirting right. with her yeah. potential girlfriend, making PB and J sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, helping with is, clothes. Yeah. yeah, which is like once again, like I just think, I don't know. I think it's all on the Duffer Brothers. Like I just think they're, I don't know, pussies. Are they too attached <laughs> to the characters? You think? To, yeah i mean maybe right i mean they've been writing for five seasons and stuff i 
I mean, I guess it's, they're just not going for that angle, which, you know, hey, like that's it's their story. It's their decision. But uh, I mean, I'm allowed to criticize it. And I mean, I guess they're just trying to make it more like a monster squad type thing where like, you know, you know, you don't want to see any of the main characters, of the monster squad die. Right. I mean, granted, this one's a lot more brutal than the monster squad, a lot more adult oriented. But at the same time, it is. I guess a young adult show in a lot of ways. So they're maybe afraid to kill the main characters that way, but I don't know. I think you got to kill one. And I, my theory for next season is I think L um, is going to die and I, I hope it happens, but maybe, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll have the balls to do it, but I think the perfect ending for next season would be, is that, um, of course, we you know we got a whole scene this season showing that Eleven is the whole reason the portal reopened um, when she was a kid or whatever. You know, she, her brain or whatever was able to reopen this portal or whatever. It was whatever they explained it somehow, some way that way. I feel like she will realize the only way to close the portal is for her to die, and she'll like sacrifice herself to save her friends. Uh, which, which, which I, I think that's exactly how season one ends. Like exactly. Is it? Yeah, I don't she, oh, yeah, Al sacrifice Al sacrifices right. herself by closing the portal. Right. Uh, we she, don't find out till later really that she actually survived. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. So and Hopper see. sacrifices himself by closing the portal. Right. right, right. Season three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's do it for real this time. Right. Yeah. Um, anything else before we get to questions? Let's do questions. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so we got some questions on all our social medias, and you can ask us these questions on all social medias at the Horror Squad Podcast, or of course on our Discord, where you can always. Uh, ha- we had a lot of discussions too, a lot of fun discussions, especially around the time this episode came out. So, if you want to be in on stuff like that, just uh, join our Discord. First uh, questions are audio, and they're from Chuck. Chuck, what is your first question? What's up, Horror Squad? Chuck here with a few questions. First question. If you had to use one item in your house to battle a Demogorgon, what item would you use? Shotgun. America. <laughs> yeah, I don't definitely don't have that. Um, huh. I don't know. I don't have anything that's too powerful in here that could take them out. Uh, my, uh, I'll just go with a butcher knife, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I'd go with my battle axe, I guess, is probably the go. best weapon that I have. Is it real or is it like a it, well, I mean, it, kind of thing? It, it's a it's it's made as a showpiece, hmm. but it you hit fuck, it and it fucking breaks. <laughs> it, it, it could fucking like fuck yeah. some people up, you know, it's very well made. So. You, you've tried it out before on something, right? Of course, like okay. on fr- fruits sure. and vegetables <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you're, yeah. Doing, you're doing fruit ninja, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's what I would use. Um, all right, Chuck, what is your second question? If you were to play D&D, what would be your character class? Better yet, if you yourself were in D&D, what would other people characterize your class as? Yeah, I don't have to pretend. I got my D&D character on my shelf over there. Um, my D&D character, is, his name is Leakis, the bearded. And mm-hmm. my middle name is Lee, so Leakis, there you go. And he is a kind of like a Roman um, gladiatorial kind of guy, um, warrior clan, a, a class. So that's my guy. Nice. I've never played D and D at all. I don't really know anything about it. I have a couple friends that play, but I don't. Do they have goats? Can you be a goat? 
Yes. You literally, literally do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be, be a centaur, a fucking, dude. I'd be a, a, a goatar. Goat. <laughs> go, there you go. I'd be a half half goat, half witch hybrid. Yeah, but which part's goat? The top half. Be, no, top no top half witch, bottom half goat. So I guess it'd be like a centaur sort of. Uh, and I always play as a like Nord uh, warrior, like in all the games that you get to choose and stuff like that, like Skyrim and stuff. Um, so I guess which makes like Canadian warrior because Nord is North. So I guess it works out perfectly for me. Although I think I'd be more of a cerebral <laughs> character rather than a warrior in real life. I'm not sure what that relates to exactly, but uh, I guess I'm more wizard than warrior. So that would probably be my real life character. And uh, Chuck, what is your last question? Last question. Can we get some season five predictions? And do you think Michael finally die? Like, he needs to go. Just saying. All right, guys. Look forward to the episode. Thank you very much. Have a good one. People don't like Mike? Nope, not at all. Really? People don't like Mike? Why? He's kind of a bitch, I guess. I think they kind of, he's just too whiny. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he is whiny. Uh, Jonathan's got to go. Nancy's got to go. Um, Eleven, I think what Joe said was correct. She's going to sacrifice herself and actually sacrifice herself. Hopper needs to go too, though, because he can't be left alone again, losing another daughter. So maybe they're like, let's, let's do it together, kid. And they fucking go off and do something. Yeah, I'd say all the main kids are safe. If they're going to kill anyone, it would probably be Eleven. Like the sacrifice route. Other than that, maybe Max will die officially. But other than that, I think everyone else is safe. Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe Will will die. Um, maybe Mike I, L is also on the chopping block. Uh, I think she might want to get her character killed. She seems like the type of person that wouldn't want to continue with this franchise going mm-hmm. forward because she has probably the biggest career out of all of them uh, ahead of her. Um, I don't know. I don't know who they actually kill. So I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, next questions are from Patricia. Her first one. Did you guys think it was short, the Eddie kill? So do you think he died too fast, I think, is what she meant. Mm, I mean, I thought it was fine. You know, like, did he even have to die, though? Like, I understand, like, the whole, like, I have to go back. But, like, he he could have ran, like, and, sur- and survived, you know? Like, I felt like it was kind of, like, for nothing. Like, did going back and running towards those bats really affect anything? Didn't he do it to save Dustin? Did it? Did he? I can't remember. I didn't yeah. think so. I thought Dustin would save. No, he kind of distracted them so that Dusty could All be right. saved. Yeah. All right. Well, then, then I'll then I'll allow that. Yeah. No, I was fine with it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because I like the character, uh, but I kind of expected him to die as well because they brought him in. It's he only he, you know he might as well have worn a red shirt you know you knew that they brought him in almost to kill him you know it's just like one of those things that they do like they have for the last three seasons uh, brought a character in basically just to kill them so it sucks but uh, I guess someone had to die so it had to be him I guess uh, her last question what's your guys theory uh, that's going to be for season five so what do you think season five is about yeah I think. Yeah, Vecna. I think it's going to be a lot like similar to this season, but everyone's going to be together now. So it will be the whole like cast banding together 
to fight Vecna, which I think will be great. Like, you know, you're not going to have everyone in fucking different locations. Like, everyone will be able to, you know, communicate together, uh, have scenes together and stuff. So I, I think it will be good. And hopefully they really, you know, do this show out the right way and give it the justice it, it deserves because it's been a, a good, pretty good run. Yeah, we do need to have a couple episodes back at Susie's house. So we need to, I need to oh, God. Com- complete that arc. <laughs> and they'll bring and they're going to bring the characters back from season two that completely disappeared there the oh my god no please no <laughs> but where's the teacher did the teacher ever die teacher. which teacher the, the science teacher oh no still, he's still alive like where the fuck was he he's cool i know he just disappeared <laughs> like where was he during this whole thing like you could just watch the movies like <laughs> i don't understand that Apparently. yeah uh yeah i think season five will basically be avengers endgame you know, it's like all the characters coming together to f- defeat the final evil. But is Vecna the final boss or is the Mind Flayer the final boss? Because they kind of set up at the end that the Mind Flayer is the one behind it all. But then again, it's a big giant smoke monster. So maybe they need to physically beat Vecna to defeat the Mind Flayer. I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like everything, like, right? Like, like uh, Vecna opened that portal and now it's all the monsters from like all the seasons coming back out and they're gonna have to fight like fucking everything so yeah that'd be cool yeah it'll be weird though because they can't go back and just have like high school scenes you know for the first two three episodes to kind of set everything up right they have to go like straight into action as of episode one so it'll be interesting to see what they do without that to rely on for story and for like uh, levity you know because they can't make it fucking so dark that kids are like jesus <laughs> this is crazy like they need to have some comic relief or else it really, really wouldn't be stranger things so i'm curious how they balance it out you know is it going to be by joking around is it going to be by i don't know it'll be interesting to see yeah um, i wonder how many episodes they're going to do too it can't be too much i would assume right i wouldn't think so either I like think six yeah like five to seven at the most Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be how do you feel? Long. By the way, yeah, I was gonna say, how do you feel about like two and a half hour episodes? It's just like a gimmick, <sighs> right? Like, why not just like, like split it? Like, split it, maybe two episodes. episodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It was it was like an event for the finale. Like we no, made yeah. it to an event. You know, we had a mm-hmm. like a, a special meal for it. I brought my niece over to watch it with us, and it was like it was nice. like a whole thing. Um, next questions from Horror Fan Ryan. Who's been your favorite character in the entire series so far? Steve. I think he's got the best arc. From a little bully ladies' man to protector of the children to, like, you want to see him succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I might agree. I really like Steve, too. I mean, all the kids are fine and stuff, but they're, none of them, like, you know, I've really, like, clung on to and became, like, attached to. Um, so, Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with Steve too. Yeah, and that's three for Steve. Uh, yeah, he had, he has the greatest arc out of all of them. You know, he went from being basically one of the villains from season one, yeah. uh, at least on the human side, and just becoming like such a cool, fun character. And he's complicated, and anyone you pair him up with elevates the other person. Like it just it's just crazy. Uh, I'd give honorable mention. Like I like Hopper, but I didn't like his arc this season. I like Agreed. Dustin. I don't. I didn't really like his arc this season either. He didn't really do all that much. Uh, Lu- Lucas actually went up in my book a little bit this season. I thought he had a great season. Um, he they actually gave him like something significant to do. I agree. So. In the last seasons, he's always kind of the annoying one, like mad about everything. And then this one, he was more grounded. So he actually elevated, him, in my opinion, too. Yeah. 
I like Max too. She's a great actress. She is. Like, she's yeah, a great like actress. Max, yeah, I yeah. like Max a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she was also great in uh, was it Fear Street that she was in. Fear and, uh, Street. Yep. She was in my favorite Fear Street episode. So, uh, all right. Next question is from uh, King Lewiston. Uh, oh no, sorry. He did not ask. He's answering one of Todd's questions, which is who played D and D. Did you guys play D and D when you were kids? No. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play it till I was an adult. I didn't even know what it was, honestly. I, I tried it. It just it was too complicated. Like video, is. video games have, are easier. But you got to have someone that knows what they're doing, like to right. to guide like the story and everything. Because if you like just reading from a script, it sucks. But if you have someone that, like like I'm one of my friends, like he fucking put hours into this. Like he wrote like a script and everything. Um. So yeah, if you have someone like that, it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next question is from Weezer Face. What song saves you from Vecna? Oh man, I don't like have a like a fucking one favorite song ever. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something by something you have to listen Metallica. to forty minutes. I'll just say Metallica, Master of Puppets. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, think Steve? Yeah, I, I'd probably say Thriller uh, by Michael Jackson because, oh, nice. uh, you know, it's got Vincent Price in it and I just really love the horror vibe of that song and it's just one I've been listening to since I'm a kid so that would probably be mine. And if not, it would probably be something by Queen. Um, mm. Can't Stop Me Now probably would be my number one from them. Uh, so and it'd be a good song too because Can't Stop Me Now is also like, a good response to Vecna, I guess. <laughs> so I think that would be mine. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do next season with music because they brought, I mean, Kate Bush is like charting everything with her song. Yeah. Um, Same with Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, next uh, series of questions are from Lil Three Chord Me. What is your prediction for what we will see in season five, which we already said, but what would you like to see happen in season five if you were directing season five? Vecna wins and everyone dies. Ooh, bold, <laughs> bold move, Cotton. See how it pays off. <laughs> yeah. Um, more Papa. I want Papa comes back. Uh, Paul Reiser. I really like Paul Reiser in this. Yeah. I actually he think he's really cool. genuine. Mm-hmm. Like he actually does care. Um. What happened to him? Is he still alive? Are we going to see him next season? Yeah, he's still he's alive. Still around, so right? we, we don't yeah. see him die. So he's in a facility, though. So who knows if he actually still kicking around. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I honestly don't know because I don't know where they're going to go with it because literally, like, the upside down portal opened for the entire town. It's like you guys said, they can't fall back on the school stuff anymore. It has to be all about what's going on. So. Do we have like an epic battle? Do we have like a mini war? Does the government come help them? I really don't know. There's a lot of questions. Uh, I want to see Robert England come back as Victor Creel and take down his own son, Vecna. But he can't see anything. He just stumbles around, <laughs> hits trees yeah, and he, stuff. He gets the, he gets the, Eleven gives him the power to see again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Max is blind, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Jeesh. Yeah, she's more than blind. She's brain dead. Well, so yeah, I can ask. She's got her eyes sucked out and shit. Yeah, yeah. she's she's in trouble. <laughs> right. And I'm the same. I just want to see a big battle. 
Um, and I hope there's a definitive end, you know, something that like really closes the portals. And there's not, you know, it's the last scene's going to be like the ground subtly shakes, you <laughs> right? Know, something like that. Right. Um, her, her last question is which episode was your favorite this season? Uh, probably that, uh, probably that fourth one, I fourth think, one? with uh, Robert England. Oh, Robert, Robert England. the one where Robert England's in and uh, Max is. Uh, battle with Vecna and all that. That was that was a really good episode. Yeah, I like the one where I like the last episode was pretty good, and then the one where we see the flashback in its entirety, and then yeah. he gets banished. That was pretty cool. That was Papa, I believe. Papa, episode eight. Papa. Yeah, and I'm I, also episode four. Uh, it was just like almost a perfect episode, just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been perfect, but. Yeah, yeah almost. Perfect. You guys really want to kill her off, man. It's not her specifically. I just want them to kill someone right. off to like redheads or something. And, uh, <laughs> like I, I'd prefer it to be Will or Mike or Jonathan or Nancy. Like there's a bunch of characters I'd prefer it to be than Max. But if you're gonna kill someone off, I thought it was a perfect way to do it. And they, yeah, check it out. Um, next series of questions are from Odd Job versus 007. Do you guys agree that five seasons are enough, or would you like to see it continue on? You know, I was a very big proponent of they just need to end it, but I feel like because I felt like the first three seasons were all like the same, like but this season I felt like was a nice change. Like they brought in like a different type of villain and did some interesting things. So I think five's fine, but I feel like this season kind of made me like hopeful that they could do like different stuff and make keep it interesting so i wouldn't have been upset had they announced a couple more seasons but i I, i'm good with it just ending at five i mean after they ended four you kind of have to end with five you know what can they where can they go from this right yeah i I think this should be a close to the main storyline but i i think i like the world enough that spinoffs are like welcome you know if they have a good enough idea to do spinoffs like if it's a russian season forget it i don't want to fucking watch it but if they somehow find a way to do some cool spinoff i'm down for it and that's the next question how do you feel about a new spinoff show uh i mean i'll probably watch it right like i'll give it a shot anyway um am i super excited about it no not really but i mean I guess it just depends on what it's going to be about, what character it's going to follow and whatnot. Is it going to be like a different universe? So yeah, I'm intrigued. It's just going to be Erica playing D and D. Have they started filming five yet? Cause that's gotta be no late, at least three so. years no. out. Right. Yeah. I mean, these guys are going to be like 25 years old by then. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Like what Joe said, it just depends where they go. Like how how much stuff can happen to Hawkins? I don't think it'd be in Hawkins, right? It'd be no. like a portal somewhere else, or it's gonna follow know. Susie and her family, right? Oh yeah. my god, no. <laughs> Dusty Buns. Susie's never-ending adventure. That's great. Yeah. Um, and his final question: How many of you spent an extended stay in Indiana? <laughs> oh, never been. I, I have. It's got very beautiful scenery. All right. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> Never been. Yeah, even. I've done, been to a couple cons too in Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they got Harhound and stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. 
I've driven uh, through it. That's it. That's it. There you go. It's better than me. I've never even near, <laughs> near it. it. Uh, more importantly, how many have been to Atlanta where this show is filmed? I've, I've been to Georgia, but in my past by Atlanta. Yeah. I, but I've never actually like stopped in Atlanta. I've been at Atlanta Airport. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I went to Savannah Airport, not not Atlanta. So. Yeah. Atlanta's nice, kind of. Yeah. Is this where they film this? They film this in Atlanta. Yep. Film everything in Atlanta. Oh, that, yeah. And a Walking Dead. Walking huh? Dead. Yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, all the Marvel stuff, almost. That's so uh, cool. Um, next series questions are from uh, Marla, Creature Feature. Uh, do you guys know how to play an instrument in real life? It's so. If so. What song would you play to distract the bats? That's uh, funny. I, 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 <laughs> I saw a YouTube thing where they edited Eddie if he didn't know how to play guitar. And it's just like, er, 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 er. <laughs> like <laughs> someone that tries to struggle. Um, you don't know how to play anything, Joe? No, I wish. I, the recorder. <laughs> I learned that in elementary school. Three blind mice. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. <laughs> um, I took about two years of guitar lessons but i'm not good at all um i was played the trumpet for like four years and i don't remember anything about it so maybe i'll get the fucking trumpet out and start blowing into it and just hopping around on one leg and shit what songs did you play in the trumpet um i don't know whatever they did in junior high marching band (laughs) yeah the wake up that wake up song uh the bugles yeah Yeah. Uh, for me, I played six years of saxophone. So oh, nice. um, sax I, on the beach. So I guess Bill Clinton. So I guess um, the Simpsons theme is like the one that I knew the most uh, because it was one of the more sax heavy <laughs> songs that we would play in band. Uh, and also one of my specialties actually is the uh, rock band drums. Because I used to play rock band, uh, I used to work on the video game, and drumming was my uh, drumming and singing were the two things that they'd make me do, I guess, the most often because I was the best nice. at it. So, yeah, that would be, uh, and that that would be ACDC because that's what I played. I worked on the ACDC game of rock band. Sweet. You're like, uh, was it Kyle from South Park? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and her last question: What weapon would you craft to fight? question um my i would do like in uh from dusk till dawn the like chainsaw that was also a uh steak you know i don't know if you remember that but i would it'd be something similar to that nice nice uh some kind of blunt object like a did steve have his nail bat in this one uh do you i don't think he brought it in this season yeah i don't think so he had had it last season yeah I'll do it. I'll do a Negan bat. Yeah, go. I agree. I think a Negan bat would probably be uh, really efficient for these creatures. Um, next series of questions are from Calum. Through four seasons, we've had some memorable characters who only lasted one season. Who would be your favorite of those so far? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Eddie. Eddie, but honorable mention to uh, the Russian dude from last season who was, was just like Sir- Sergey. I don't, I don't remember the his guy, name he, he drank the icy that's right yeah. and, and he was like playing games at the carnival and he was like watching cartoons all the time yeah. uh, he was, Alexi. He was Alexi. Alexi that's right yeah. Alexi, yeah. Alexi. Yeah. 
He was Let's great. Let's not forget uh, about Bobby. And Bob. Let's not forget about Bob either. Hey, Bob. Yeah, so. He got to yeah. make out with Winona, Winona Ryder, man. Yeah. Best. He did. Uh, next question. Would you bring back Robert England's character next season? And has this character served his purpose? Also, did you enjoy his cameo? Uh, yeah, I loved his cameo. I don't think it's necessary or needed, though, for him to come back. Agreed. What would be the point? I, I yeah, might bring him back for, like, uh, I don't know. The fact that he's alive makes me think that Vecna would want to finish him off. So maybe Vecna will go and kill him or something. Uh, I'm sure they're going to bring him back somehow. Because, I mean, why why wouldn't they, you know? Um, but I don't think they need to. I think you're right. I think, you know, it was, it was cool to see it that one episode and leave it there. It was just a cool kind of mm-hmm. nod to the rest of the series. And our final question, the only one we got that was not Stranger Things related. Uh, if oh. you could re- recast the Munsters movie, who would you cast as Herman, Lily, and Grandpa? Wow. Great question. One I've given no thought to, so I will just throw <laughs> out um, Vera, Vera Farmiga as oh. Lily Munster. Banging. Um, uh, Brad Garrett as Herman. Who's Brad Garrett? That's a guy from uh, Everybody from, Knows uh, Raymond. Everybody Knows Raymond. Oh, the, the brother. Oh, the brother? Yeah. Hey, the brother, hey yeah. Raymond. <laughs> yeah, he's got the voice. I feel okay. like he could pull off the voice. And he's tall, so I, I feel like it could work. And for Grandpa, um, let's go with... Uh, I was going to say Bill Mosley, but that I'm surprised Zombie didn't cast Bill Mosley. Right. Missed <laughs> opportunity right there. Yeah. He, he, only, he only has loyalty I, to I, his I, wife. Yeah, right. I, keep Daniel Robach. He seems like he's actually going to be good as Grandpa, so why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, just... No, this whole movie... No. Absolutely just, not. Just no. <laughs> just scrap it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd Arnold put Samara Weaving as uh, Lily. Samara Weaving? Nice. Yeah, because I, I like her. Many Arnold. Reasons, so. Yeah, put Arnold as Herman. <laughs> yeah, let's put John Cena in there somewhere just for fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, Anyway, that movie is... I, I almost can't wait to watch it now just because of how bad I think it'll be. Like, It can't be worse than what my mind thinks it will be. So, How yeah. long is it going to be? Three hours? Oh fuck! I no. hope not. I, I, thought, I thought I, I read I, it somewhere. It's three hours. Oh but. man, I, I fucking hope not. Holy shit! Let me look. Let me see if it's on IMDb. But. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we that was all for the questions. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. Uh, I know a lot of passionate people about Stranger Things in um, our Discord, and I'm curious what they think of our thoughts. Uh, probably mad that we want to kill off Max, but uh, <laughs> hey, I don't want to kill her off. I don't want to kill off either, but I, it was perfect situation for her to die. So yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Vecna, man. That creature design was really cool. Right. Yeah, Very we didn't talk creepy. about it. it was great creature yeah. design and almost all practical, which was awesome. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. Someone got his nose. I kept saying that same fucking joke over and over. Kid to my kids, like someone stole his nose because he didn't have a nose. Um, <laughs> very creepy. Very scary. Uh, scary for the kids. They liked it. My daughter's favorite character is Max, so she would have been really pissed if she died. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, overall, though, I thought I, I really liked that they got out of the comfort zone 
but I also hated most of the Russian stuff because it seemed like a totally different show. Um, and then, like you guys mentioned too, the California arc was terrible. And I liked all the Vecna shit, so I wish they would have focused on that instead of all the other filler stuff. And honestly, like through the first maybe five episodes, there were some like bright spots for me, but overall I was just like kind of bored and like looking at my phone and things like that. It did pick up towards the end for me and I liked all the stuff that happened like um like the apocalypse is basically starting things like that but overall I thought it was kind of a letdown are you rating it okay um I give this <laughs> out of a 10 a six and a half okay Ooh, that's tough yeah. uh I thought it was a very good season. I don't think it was an excellent season. Um, you know, I it, basically from all the stuff I already said, um, but I, you know, I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Like I, I still had a lot of fun with it. Vecna was awesome. Um, yeah. Just, you know, the nitpicks you heard, unfortunately just dragged it down for me a little bit, but I'm very still excited for next season. And I still thought this was a really solid season. So I'm going to give it an eight. Um, so I watched the season twice. I watched it in its original run, and then I watched it again to write notes on every episode um, for the show. I, I actually really loved it, and uh, you know, both times I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, I know I, you know, I spent two hours pretty much tearing it apart, but I really, really had fun watching it. So uh, for me, it's a nine out of ten. I, I fucking love this season. I think there's so many things about it that are great, and how it, the show evolved from the other seasons, and I thought it was great. I'm going to revise my score because I gave season two a six and a half and that season was largely bad for me. So I'm going to go up slightly to a seven. Um, I still have issues with it and I would rate the series um, three season three, season one, season four, and then distant season two. I, uh, oh, for doing that, I would go one, four, three, two. I would go, I rewatched them all on my second run. Uh, oh, nice. I'd go maybe three, four, one, two. One went down a little bit on my fourth or fifth rewatch, I guess, at this point, because I rewatched it all the seasons before every season for some reason. And uh, I don't know, it just uh, compared to three, I love because of how colorful it was and the mall stuff yeah. and everything. Day of the Dead. I did, yeah, I, did head and I, I really like Billy too. He's a really good actor and he played that part yeah. very yes. well. Yeah, apparently he had a bigger role for season four, uh, but they couldn't fly him out of Australia because of COVID. So mm -hmm. he had to film his stuff with a separate crew from another shoot, but like a complete other project that Netflix was doing in Australia. And they kind of wow. shot his scene separately just to get him somewhat into the story. Um, mm -hmm. So I wonder what they would have done more with him had they had access to him for the filming. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll see him next season. Maybe. Especially like if they're going to try to bring Max back. Maybe it makes sense. We'll see. Yep. Maybe she'll have like um, a ghost thing. Like she's in her like wherever she's at and he's like trying to get her back to the living or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Is that it gentlemen? I think that's enough two hours of Stranger Things talk. So yeah, I yeah. think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good run. I think so. Some people say we should do this every episode. 
I can't do it. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that is it for our episode and season breakdown of Stranger Things season four. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we are going to be reviewing the highly anticipated Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, so very excited for that one. Uh, other than that, make sure you follow us on uh, all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Just search the Horror Squad Podcast. Or you can email us at any time, Podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget about our event with Omri Katz from Hocus Pocus. October 22nd in Salem, Massachusetts. The whole squad is going to be there. We're going to have a lot of fun. So um, just follow on our social medias for all the details for that, which will be coming very shortly. And yeah, I think that is it. So we'll see you next week for Nope. Bye. Bye. See ya. Oh